Welcome, Mr. Tizzy Fields. It's super yes, great sir. to have what's, you what's here. Good? Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Happy to be here, bro. For real. Honestly, it makes me happy to hear that. Welcome to Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Wright, and this is the show where we take interesting people such as yourself, Mr. Tizzy Fields, and run through the let's story of your life, get them knowledge nuggets on. And before we get into it, let's give a special big ups to Dooskide, who is abundantly clear here. He's like, yo, you got to get that Tizzy over there. You know, you got to get, you know, he started like recommending people and whatnot. I'm like, yo. he's right. Tizzy's right there doing amazing things. <laughs> yo, big ups to the big bro always. You know what I mean? That's family right there. All the time, uh, man. So in order for us to do this properly, we need to establish the starting point to the story of Tizzy Fields. Can you just let us know where you are from? Like where the the early parts, like where you're born, basically, where you start your life? Uh, I'm born in, in Greenfield Park, um, the South Shore. That's like my stomping grounds. I've been here my whole life. Same street, same building, same everything. Just uh, this is this is my hood right here. Like, yeah, man, same same place, Greenfield Park amazing so with that we know that for the real first question the story starts and takes place in greenfield park uh which to the people that don't live from montreal for the few it's basically like montreal and island and this is right off the island to the south a little bit and they're basically like you could call it almost like a suburb area to montreal by extension of like its geographical location um <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so like with that uh, the first question is a bit of a story. When it lands, you can kind of like take it off. We'll start talking for real reals. It all starts with my girlfriend. She's washing the dishes. She's doing her thing. She's got her phone playing. And it's that Black Eyed Peas song. I got a feeling. Uh-huh. And she's vibing. She's dancing. She's doing her thing. And I'm looking at her. And I'm like, when the fuck did this song become chores music? Because like... You, the song's chores music now it's exercise music you put that on to go running or whatever and then like you think about it run that song back about 10 years this is the middle of the night club song where everybody's super drunk up in circles dancing in unity and stuff 10 Yo, years goes real. by the song don't change because it's a song and they don't really change and then we as people change so much that the context in our lives went from clubbing music to chores and exercise music and i was like that's a wild thing to think about then you go to like the little ones they have no idea that this is their chores music what they also don't know is that what they're clubbing to is our chores music because let's be real whatever's hot in the club still works when you're washing dishes right now it just kind of is what hell it is. yeah hell yeah <laughs> And um, it got me thinking about journeys and evolutions and how, like, all this stuff changes over time, including us and our artistry as artists. And, like, when we do the interview thing and when we go look at other people's stuff and we, we see where they all start the journey, a lot of people kind of start with this, yo, I got into hip-hop then. Yo, I started writing bars here. And then it's like, that's cool. But music's bigger than, like, when you started getting into it, when you started to have an identity. Like, there's a good chance you pop out the womb in a hospital somewhere and there's music playing in the room being absorbed into nice. you from that very moment in life. So with nice. that, it's like, 
I'm thinking about being young, young, right? I have no control over the music. My dad's got these gray boxes, the fucking amp, the radio, the tape deck, everything kind of put together with wires. Take them like 30 minutes to fucking set this shit up when we move type thing. You fucking bust out the Led Zeppelin tapes and shit at night. I vividly remember MC Mario Club Mix playing throughout the night for straight from the various places like that. My mom's is more into like discos and musicals and that kind of soft. Yo, the Q92, I remember, or that the Star 92.9 all that love shit she was super into that world um and then it's like i realized with all that that like i had no control over it but all that stuff really like influenced and impacted me up until this day in terms of like how i am because it was so many years of like influence so i was hoping yeah, mr tizzy fields you could run us back to being the youngest tizzy fields you can remember being in like your earliest memories in greenfield park and tell us a little bit about what it sounded like to be you a little bit about what your life was like back then and kind of run us through that world well, yo, honestly, I mean, I grew up with my moms, you know, like, and when when I was like real young, my mom, my mom, my mom is not like uh, a woman that just listens to one genre. You feel me? Like she was all over. She was well versatile, and I feel like that's kind of like where I get mine, like my my sense of like you know versatility in my music as well. Like my mom was playing like she was playing house, um, to, you know, to clean the crib. She was playing house. She would play like. From that all the way to like Run DMC, you know what I mean? Like a lot of like a lot of old like old school like hip hop, you feel me? Like and I was like more from like my pops had all these tapes, you know what I'm saying? Like these cassettes that she would just throw one in, like no matter what it was, and just run it for the day, you feel me? Like she 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 put me on game like from young and made sure that I knew them tracks, you know what I mean? Like she she made sure I, <laughs> I knew them shits like word by word. And like, man, like, well, your I would mom, y'all would have like sing-alongs. Yo, straight, bro, like live shows. I swear to God, like she'd be cleaning, and I'll just be running around the crib, just yelling out all these tracks, like word for word, man. Even getting smacked because I was swearing and all kinds of shit, bro. <laughs> so you were supposed to say all the words, but not all the all the words. Yeah, exactly. I was supposed to, you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was supposed to cut out some, but you know. Once one 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 time or two, it, it slips out. You know, I'm getting that's, into it. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm getting into it, man. But that's still really cool that your mama like puts you onto that, like that. Like I just picture that she grabbing a random tape. Okay, we listening to this today. Go almost like a test of sorts. Yo, like. for real, bro. Like from actual like like audio like songs, but like she also would just throw in like instrumental like i'm talking about like old school jazz bro like i'm talking about beethoven like stuff like that and like even even like when i was in like elementary like doing homework whatever she would just throw some of that stuff in so i could focus on my homework stuff like that and like honestly man she just put me on game like from from day one like it's just been me and my mom and just like all all the music knowledge that i have really comes from my mom you know what i mean that's actually incredible. There's a part of me that's picturing you with the tape version of lo-fi hip-hop beats doing your thing back in the day. <laughs> but, like, that's actually really cool. Like, it's almost like, though, for real, real, is you grew up with almost that YouTube experience that, like, a lot of people actually grew up with now that, like, yeah. I did not grow up with because YouTube wasn't really a thing when I was little. But that versatility, right. that like all over the place, is is not that common until it was. So that's fucking blessed. Yeah, yeah, man. Nah, it was it was it was super lit, bro. Like, I mean, we we 
like I said, I knew everything, like everything, even the girly tracks. I knew everything, bro. Like, I, you know, I'd be like, I was singing, I was singing all kinds of stuff and just going off, having a good time, bro. For real, for real. And was yeah. it like back then, did you have any like interest in doing your own stuff or was it just because it was like something y'all did? Uh, to be honest, it kind of like on a, on kind of like another note, my mom also used to write poetry a lot, you know? And like, yeah, like I used to like read or she used to read me some of her stuff and I was just so like fascinated by it low key. Like I was just like, damn, like this is how much of an impact words could have like on somebody. You feel me? Like, and it was all of her life experiences on top of it. So it was just like, it was crazy. Like I, I kind of was like attracted to, to more poetry before even wanting to make my own stuff. Like I just wanted to like write poetry and like, work words together and you know like be able to paint pictures with words stuff like that like i was really into that kind of stuff um yeah it was, it was honestly only till uh i'm sure we'll get into it later but it was it was it was like later on where i really felt to like go in a studio and actually vocalize my my you know what i mean like what i have on the paper and everything like that yeah it's wild it still is like your mom yeah, sounds bro. super fun like all things considered as far as moms go like having somebody that's gonna like you know bust poetry at you and get you on game with music that's pretty fucking cool not gonna lie yeah um, bro but when did you start like writing poetry like when did that like first start happening man for you? i was honestly bro like elementary school like i'm talking like maybe like grade four into five i would start like it, it it wouldn't make any sense of course but you know like i was trying to think you know like i would yeah bro like i would i would just go off try and rhyme words i mean take a certain like a scenario anything like take it you know what i mean and try and like make just paint a picture out of it write it write it down you know try and fuck around with the wordplay all that stuff like that but real young like yeah bro like in class not listening because i'm writing poetry like for real <laughs> yeah i respect that house uh um yeah bro that's what it is. Class is boring. It, 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 well, it depends on what class. Some classes were fun. I was but. just a rebel, bro, honestly. <laughs> I hated the shit. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. Like, I don't remember a lot of what I learned in school. So, yeah, bro. Uh, the only stuff I remember is math class. That was the only class that I'm like, okay, that was actually super useful. Everything else was like, it is what it is. I mean, you and I both, but for me, it was probably because I failed this shit every year. <laughs> I didn't really do well in math class. I just got 60s a lot and never really applied it. But then later on in life, when I started playing with stats and shit, I realized that, like, of all the shit they taught me in high school, that, like, math shit really helped me. Right, right. I couldn't remember a lot of the English class stuff actually helping me. Like, it was actually, like, unlearning what they taught me versus, you know, that kind of stuff. But still, it's yeah. back to you. So you're, like, do you remember, like, around that age, as you're starting to get into a poetry vibe, like, what makes you start wanting to write it? Like, there has to be some kind of, like, catalyst moment where it's, like, nah, I can do this. Right, so I, uh, I basically come from a family of, um, like musicians uh not not just like vocals but instrument wise as well like i was always around that um also i used to go to church a lot when i was younger and like i was always around the band stuff like that and like i, I would sing along with the instruments like when when the guys would be playing i would try and sing things like you know songs i already knew but um the day uh, or the time i really decided like yo like it's, it's time to like 
go in the stew. Like I, I messaged my cousin, my big cousin, um, who was doing it for a while, uh, Millie Mills, and uh, I told him like, "Yo, say like, I'm, yeah, man, like that's my big cousin." You know what I mean? Like he he just like took me to the stew one night, and like I started doing like not not covers, but I started doing like remixes over beats, like old. Gucci main beats, like all that, bro. ASAP or early ASAP beats, all that stuff. Like I just started rapping over so, the beats. Do you remember like when this was? Like so, like. Um, I think my first time in the studio was. Uh, I was not yet graduated, so it was probably like, I was probably like eleven or twelve, maybe. So your actually, first time going actually, to a studio oh, is eleven or twelve. Yo, the first time I ever went to a studio wasn't even with my cousin. Actually, it was with one of my mom's friends who has a stew in the crib. And I was like, yeah, I want to say I was like 11. And like the the man made like the beat up on spot. I was with my, my older cousin and she sings. And yeah, bro, that was the first time like I, I ever really went in there. 11. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah, I was on it for real. I was well, on it, bro. It's it's always astounding to me when I hear stories like that. Like, however anyone wants to put it, it could have been the trashest trash you ever wrote at 11. It doesn't matter. The fact is, at 11 years old, you actually clock an experience in that game. That's like, yeah, man. to me, when you think about it, like, like you have all that freedom to, like, fuck up and shit, but still you're, you're learning it without, like, all the complications of trying to do it as an adult when you're all rigid. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, man. No, yeah, I went in there, bro, and just like, like straight up, like the man just made the instrumental on on spot, and I just like wrote while he was doing it. I wrote something, and like, yeah, me and my my older cousin, Alicia, we just went in there and we ripped it, man. I still have this shit, honestly. I still I have it somewhere on a on a on a CD, but yeah, man, I was I was mad young, bro. Yeah. Yo, I'm not impressed by that. Yo, what was some of your first favorite songs, though, from that era? So around that point, at a certain point, music has to go from this some shit my mom's making me listen to to, yo, I fucks with this. Do you remember yo. the first I fucks with this moment for you? Yeah. Um, Zap and Roger was huge for me back. Like, I used to listen to that a lot. Zap and Roger was my favorite. Um, I used to a lot of Daft Punk, too, because I used to, like, like while I was doing the music, I was also in dance school, and we, like it was called Baseline Studio. So I would be like dancing to all these tracks too, along with listening to them at home. Like I rock with a lot of Daft Punk, um, bro. Like there's so many to name, bro. Like I, I was rocking with so much stuff alone. Like I would have my little, my little Walkman just bumping all these things, bro. So. You're in dance class and you're getting experience recording. Yeah, That's man. Like, shit. Are you also bro, like, performing? I'm... Are you like spitting freestyles on the block too? <laughs> nah, not really, man. I was, I was more of a shy. I was really, really more of a shy kid growing up. Like when I was younger, bro. Like if I was to say a word, it was like, oh fuck. You know what I mean? Like it was like, damn. Like he spoke. You know? Like unless I was with my family, like with my friends, I I would never. Uh, I would never really rap like that out loud. I would like call my I would call my cousin Mills on the phone, rap to him. But other than that, I wasn't rapping and I, I didn't really I wasn't really out there like that. <laughs> so if, if Millie Mills is your cousin, are you like being put on the Montreal music at that point as well? 
Uh, yeah, I grew up around it. Uh, I grew up around a lot of guys, man, like uh, Magnum, Eye Blast, um, Jericho, Boy Blue, all these cats. Like, these guys were around me because whenever I would go out with my cousin, like, we, I'd go check them or just be around them. If I was going to, like, one of his video shoots, like, all these guys would be there. So I was, like, well-educated on the Montreal scene back then, too, on, like, you know, like, the who's, you know what I mean, like, who's who and the OGs of the game, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to, like, music video shoots that would later go on to be, like, shit that people today are calling the legendary, like, shit. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you're bro. just, like, there. I you got to tell us a bit about this times, man. Because, like, this shit is really hard to Google anything about that times. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, okay, the the most, the one I remember the most, uh, I think I was maybe, like, 13, 14 years old. And my, my cousin Mills was shooting this music video in for kill. And, um, bro, like, that's when I got to meet, like, not every artist from Montreal, but a lot of the Anglophone, like, rappers from everywhere, bro. Like, I mean, like, I was just, like, being introduced to this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And it was just, like, like damn, you know, I'm, mean, like, now, like, even... Even, like, to this day, like, people's like, bro, like, I can't believe you were in that video and you were, like, a whole kid, bro. Like, like, how the fuck did, you know what I mean? But, nah, bro, it's 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 crazy, like, it's crazy to see it now because it's, like, considered throwback, you feel me? But I was there, you know, to experience everything. I mean, it's, like, throwback in, like, a one age group's perspective. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> the golden era in a whole other perspective. Like, I swear I have people on here. <clears throat> who will glorify that and i'm not saying it's not due it's probably due all its justice i just didn't really witness it i wasn't yeah. cognizant of anything until 2012 so like with that it's like the way people describe that era when these guys were hitters it was like shit montreal's two steps away from being where everyone wants montreal to be and those guys were yeah. running it yeah bro but i mean i feel like every year they say that you know what i mean but we just got to make this shit happen somehow, you know? Like, even though, like, bro, that music was, was crazy that came out of that era. That music was crazy. Like, when you go back, you listen to it now, you're like, fuck, bro. Like, this shit is crazy. Like, they literally paved the way, bro, like, for a, for a lot of open doors. And, like, man, it's, like, I, I still feel like even, like, present day, like, we are right there. But it's just, I don't know, man. Like, the that's, answers that's are still unknown, bro. I mean, yeah. everybody knows the answer is cooperation. I don't know that people know how to go about that in the, the scale of things that it really needs to be. Like, there's a scale yeah. of cooperation that I don't, I'm not sure people are, are fully aware of, like, how many people are here. Like, that's, that's really what it comes down to. It's like, I think we all need to know the other, like, 2,000 artists in our very English Montreal area scene. And without that knowledge, nobody... Yo, it's like the one thing, just like before we continue on, like how can people really know who the best five is if at most any of us can list 500, 1,000 people and then knowing that yeah. that might be like half of all the people, like we don't know. We have no, we have no way of knowing. Solve no, that problem, sure, boom, we'll find cohesion in the city. Everyone will find 15 guys they fucking love and watch how everybody's not friends in different ways than yeah. it's been before. That's my big theory. See how it goes. Huh. You're right. You're definitely right. Um, because yo, like, look at y'all. Look at your pocket. Just this pocket of Greenfield Park rap. 
Like, I didn't know what the fuck that existed before. I never thought about <laughs> the South Shore. I talked to Dusgod. Dusgod's told me to ask people, yo, CY can name top five. Shout out CY for that. Um, but, like, people really have trouble naming, like, a top five Montreal rapper that they like. And that's a wild yeah. thing to think about in a world the way yeah, we're sure. all trying to be somebody's top five. Nah, yeah, man. So that would be like just on that. But still, it's the fact that you was around back then and saw these players is magnificent, man. Just to like, that's cool. <laughs> like, it's just cool. Like, there's no better bro, way to put it. Like, I, like that. That's like honestly seeing those guys, bro. It's like really what got me to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it, it was. It was crazy. Not not just to see like, because obviously back then it was a little bit more. Um, I guess to say like a little bit more real in terms of like what what dudes were talking about what they were doing how they were moving so on and so forth um but like in terms of the artistry in terms of the music like that's that was just it for me because for me it was always about the art you know what i mean like it was it was about the sound and like like oh like okay this guy sounds like this and that's like that's fire like this is his style and then you got this guy who's a different style like that's the kind of shit that just honestly just kept me going bro like it, it was motivating and like whenever i would come home from hanging out with my cousin which was practically every day like i would write 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 all the time bro like i got books bro yeah like yeah, that's books. wild like people should yeah. not underestimate a tizzy fields is what i'm hearing <laughs> i mean yeah you're always gonna have them folk, but you know i mean i compared to my high school and I'm writing emo raps in my notebook and like showing it to people on the low. Like it's not yeah. really like the same kind of experience. It's just like <laughs> you know, like but why I say that is like seeing a video shoot, how it's done, how like it's pulled off, like seeing all these components going to a studio. This is all shit. Like man, I was in my twenties before I learned any of that shit properly. Like properly. So mm. it's like just to think about getting that kind of like mentorship. How yeah. much that you probably really do know. Yo, shout out all the followers that have come through. I think there's a few. Uh, Gravity is your god and I'm Jerb king of man. Shout out, y'all. Um, shout out to y'all, man, for real. Appreciate all the people the in the comments. Duskad here. Zamanel's here. Um, Brick James is here. Yo, people be here. So it's nice. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> but so yeah, like, bro, like, like being being mentored by all that and like seeing it was just like because for me it was the exact same as like bro like a montreal artist for to me when when i was like younger a montreal artist like seeing all this stuff was like you know what i mean like like i didn't really glorify the states people like that you know like to me it was the same shit because it looked the same to me you feel me like like i was looking up to these people over here more than you know what I mean? Like them, like these guys were what were in my face and what I was seeing, who I was learning from, all this stuff like that. So it was like, for me, in terms of like value wise, like these guys held so much more of a value to me than the other folks I was seeing on TV, whatever. Like, and the, the fact that they, like the, the fact that my cousin would, cause I would never show these people my raps. Like my cousin would tell them like, yo, my little cousin's doing this, my little cousin's doing that, or he would recite some bars that I wrote, whatever, and they would tell me, like, like, yo, like, I think he, he I think he has something, you know what I mean? Like, yo, like, like, don't stop writing, like, just keep writing. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys always, like, 
they always looked looked over over you know looked out for me I should say in terms of like that telling me to keep on going don't stop like I, I there was something there you know what I'm saying yeah that's crazy cool like just like the level of confidence that must instill to like know that there's something there because those people are in a lot of ways still going at it to this day yo facts bro like <laughs> trust me man like I would I could say like bro even even like I said like meeting these guys like it was like oh shit like you know what I mean like like damn like that's a dude that I watch his music video every day you feel me like it's like religious like I watch like bro for example hometown by boy blue like I would watch that video every day bro like every day that was my shit bro I play that track every day the day I met him was like oh shit you know what I mean like oh shit like yo it, it's him you feel me like other otherwise of me getting the comparisons of me looking like him all the time like <laughs> 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 I would always like I, I would watch this video every day so when I met him it was like damn like this is crazy you know and then like when when it was like yo like eventually comes a time where it's like yo let's let's make a track together and I'm like what you know what I mean like yo like are you like, me are you serious you know what I mean like it was it was crazy bro like but nah these these guys really like and and for me and my my um perspective bro these guys are like everything you know what I mean like forget these other cats you see you know what I mean like these dudes was really the ones paving the way for Montreal music and I'm forgetting some and I probably didn't even meet all of them you feel me just like you said before like there's probably so many guys that I don't even know you know what I mean yeah that's facts like the city of Montreal has a rich history that nobody knows about <laughs> yeah bro hidden gems everywhere like for real for real um and even like to this day like the amount of good music that comes out of the city is astounding like it doesn't the way i look at it is it doesn't really matter what kind of hip-hop or music you like of all genres there's guaranteed 10 to be people in, 10 people in this city are making what you like and are that good that you'll like it it's just yo Real. I don't know how to find them all for you right now. We're working on it. Yeah, that's a big mission. It's like you, you kind of have to like almost stumble on it by accident. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you know what I mean? Like shit, I don't know. Like a random fucking SoundCloud play or a Spotify switch over something. You know what I mean? And you're like, damn. And then that that's that's what happened to me, bro. Like even as of recently, like I'm discovering like some of these young guys, and it's like it's it's bro, like it's by accident. But I'm like damn like i actually genuinely really like this bro like this is crazy the sound is like wild like and i could appreciate it because they're young but they're mature nowadays you feel me yeah yeah well a lot of them young ones too like if they're 15 and putting on tracks there's a good chance they've been running shit and like learning since they're 11 kind of like yeah. <laughs> like your For experience sure. with like that age is what i see to be more of the normal Whereas, like, me coming in late like I did is not normal in the way that the youth are. So, in a lot of ways, I might go nine years deep and then meet, like, a 23-year-old that's nine years deep. And it's like, oh, fuck me. That's a yeah, whole yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but, nah, I, that's an amazing point. I know, like, I only found Deuce God because him and Vince Price work together. And it's, like, the features rabbit hole on SoundCloud that gets me to people. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. how I find, like, pretty much anything. It's like, oh, Deuce God worked with Tizzy Fields. And then Tizzy Fields works with this person. And if I play that features rabbit hole, and that's how I figure out a lot of who's in Montreal or not. 
Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, bro. Deuce and Vince, like, been going to work, bro. And, like, man, like, I, even even that, like, I was around for some some of those, like, you know, behind the scenes. It was, it's just, it's incredible, bro. Like, the city has a lot, bro. Like, for real, for real. Like, it's just, it can't, I can't do it no justice with words. We just have a lot of, there's so much talent here, bro. And, and just different talent, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like shit that's not out there yet, bro. Like, it's it's like so far ahead of its time. It's it's, it's crazy, you know. But okay, so I have a question. Just to pivot, what do you think the sound of Montreal should focus on? Like, if you were to say, like, because every region kind of has its core sound, right? And that core mm -hmm. sound is derived off of what people fuck with, not necessarily what rappers fuck with, but what people fuck with. So what would yeah. you say would be like the core sound of Montreal in your best experience from all your discoveries of what the young ones are doing? I mean, right now, bro, it, <laughs> right now, all I'm hearing is like, who the, who, who's going to be the hardest. You know what I mean, like who who's out here in the, in, in the street more who's, you know, what I mean, like who's fucking shit up in the street more than anything. Like, I feel like that's more. I think right now I feel like it's more about street cred because nobody want to like really share their life experience what they actually been through like that that's just my opinion that and what i've been hearing like i feel like everybody trying to be hard you know what i mean like nobody mm -hmm. wanted like show their true little emotion side you know what i mean like what's the actual sound of that like is it drill is it like i really drill but i would i don't like i wouldn't call i wouldn't really put it in a category because i feel like drill is more of a I don't know if it if it's if it's really like a it's it's more of a sound like for for me when when you would say trap or you would say drill because I'm more of a, a a guy that studies the art of things like to me that's more of a sound you know but like what people are saying you know what I mean like the like the actual message in the music these days I feel like it's just straight hood like you know what I mean like straight like you know what I mean like I, I I got this much bodies or I'm doing this or I'm doing that I got money I got this you know what I mean like fuck with me this is what's gonna happen to you like all this kind of shit but in terms of the sound most of the time like especially in Montreal like it, it's it's crazy like you can't really put a like a, a pin on it because there's so many different sounds fam like there's so much different sounds but there it's it's more more or less what they're putting on it like they they might be saying the same thing but like three artists say the same shit but the beat is totally different you know what i mean like it's kind of like what you said before like it's it's there's somebody that's doing something that everybody's gonna like all the time like you i feel like you we can't like really put like oh you know like this is what you know what i mean like there's so much there's so much different shit but i feel like it's more or less like what these young guys are like putting out saying in their music you know what i mean like what what they're trying to portray themselves as really truly that to me is what you know what i mean like what kind of what the sound is right now that's yeah. a nifty way to put it um i definitely wasn't expecting to go there with the because yo i don't even like i don't listen to a lot of the street stuff as much as maybe i should just because like honestly the algorithms aren't feeding me street music <laughs> they just aren't sending it my way that much. I have to like go out of my way to find it, which I actually try to because there's like a lot of great hip hop from Montreal. Like recently, I went on a Below the Kid run because yeah. like, that dude's pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, um, bro. 
So I wonder if, like, because Montreal is so big, you could run parallel scenes and come up with, like, because, yo, that's where I think it comes down to it. Like, there has to be, like, scenes. Maybe it's not, like, one scene in the city, but there has to be, like, a degree of cohesiveness so that a, a regular dude who's going to his job goes, I fucks with that scene. And the biggest inspiration for me was Mook Life, which mm-hmm. I missed. I missed the entire train on that. But then I talked to Deuce Scott and Vince, and they were like broke that shits down a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, say words." So people identify with this like underground culture shit, and it allowed it to thrive. So it had a sound that y'all made, right. like y'all created that sound. So I feel like what you're saying is that that pocket's going in this energy, and the energy's gonna manifest however it manifests. But like, it's super nifty to think about it. Like, it's almost like the type of people or the lifestyles that create the overall vibes honestly bro like that's really and truly how i feel bro like that's that's how i am too personally myself you know what i mean like bro like shit like like i said like there's you hear songs from me that be like on this side of the spectrum and then like completely on the other side you feel me like it, it's all about like what what i want to talk about in my music experience wise how i'm feeling stuff like that like i'm really kind of a mood kind of guy when it comes to music and I feel like a lot of people are over here too. Like honestly, I feel like a lot of a lot of people is more or less like they just run with their they run with their emotion. It's just most of the time the emotion is uh, you know trying to be a, a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I can feel that. I also feel like to a degree, hip hop pushes you in that direction, especially Next. when you do features. It's almost like every song. <clears throat> that i've been asked to feature on in some way everybody like flexing and going braggadocious which like okay like even, <laughs> if, even if you don't want to now i gotta like find a way to be bragging yo i had to write some hard shit the other day i'm like how the fuck am i supposed to be hard like i'm not yeah. hard like that so i go like corporate boss hard like that's the best angle i can take <laughs> right because you can still get the energy but like you're not using the same words because yeah. you can't use the same bro i'm not gonna say the same shit but like no facts but then I realized, man, to do features with people, it's like, holy shit, you're really getting up in this place where you're just kind of, like, flexing. Because, like, there's... It's not like you don't want to do concept shit, but in that world, it's harder to find concepts on features that have been offered, you know? Nah, it's true, bro. Like, it's facts. And if you if you notice, too, like, for me, bro, I don't really have features for with, with much people, really. You know what I mean? Like, it's me, Deuce, me, Par. Like, I don't really... Because that's, like... I mean, like, that's my... Those are my guys, you know what I mean? Like, we go through a lot of, like, similar shit on a daily, you know what I mean? Like, or throughout our lives. So when when it comes to, like, making a track, shit just works because we, you know what I mean? Like, we have a lot of similar experiences in certain certain aspects. So it's never really like that. This shit just works. The energy's good. And we just feed off of each other because we understand each other, you know what I mean? But, I really like that you said that. Like oh man like it's it's amazing bro like a lot a lot of these bangers that are like out here like with like me and deuce for example like it just be us in in the stew like kicking it bro like li- real chill laid back vibe you know what i mean and like i'll just be starting to say something or he'll do you know what i mean like he'll start and i'll be like yo shit let's do this you know what i mean and this shit just turns into a masterpiece by the end of the night bro and like that's that's the kind of shit that I like. You know what I mean? Like I love that because it's just it's just like it works, bro. Like because because of the understanding, because of like the family, you know what I mean? Like the the family aspect of everything. Like we just understand, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, wild, bro. Nah, I appreciate that. And I can picture it a bit cuz Deuce God described the experience as such. <clears throat> 
I get real fucking drunk. Yeah. Right, to a point where I'm like basically passing out. And that's when I know it's time to make a song. Yeah. And so I now, can relate, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't like say a word. That's facts. Um, but it sounds like a, it's, you know, it's mad different than my life. But it's a crazy energy. And I really like the fact that y'all focus a lot on that energy thing. Because I think it's important. Um, sometimes I see people do features with just about anybody. And I, I scratch my eyebrow. And I wonder why that decision got made. Yeah, bro. It's, it's not. It's, you can't. I, I mean, you could, like, everybody teach their own, you feel me? But in my personal opinion, like, for me, like, I'll hear some shit. Like, I, I've straight told people, like, look, bro, like, I'm, I I like what you're doing, but I just don't feel like I would fit. You know what I mean? Like, it, it you got to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's I wouldn't say impossible, but highly doubtful somebody could get on everything. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like you could take any two personalities in music and find the right concept that would put them together. And that's possible. Right, right. Like, I could do yeah. a song with anybody. We might have to flip up what you're comfortable with regular. I might have to go out of my comfort bag, but we could find some shit that would work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it could just be any song. Or else people exactly. would scratch their heads and be like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, for sure, bro. 100%. 100%. Cool I feel that way about live shows, too. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah bro we had our fair we had our fair share of those two where it's just like like damn like we we going first like why we going first you feel me like you know it's wild bro yeah it's wild so like if you run it back to you being a young one so you're like 14 15 going around doing music videos with all the big boys in montreal making bangers and shit in studios with millie mills like that must have been quite, a t- and you're not even done high school at that point. Not even done, bro. Like, actually, Did at this point, like, I'm struggling in school, bro. Like, I'm doing stupid shit. I'm just struggling, bro. Like, even just in life in general, bro. Like, I was really at a bad place, and that was kind of like my escape at the time. You know what I mean? So that, that too, is why I made it, like, real important for me to make sure that I was always on road with him. But it was, it was le- I was learning, but it was an escape, too, you know? I mean, all things considered, you ended up going into music pretty hard, so it sounds like a good school to go to. Like, and I mean yeah, that all sincerity. Like, like back in the day, times motherfuckers would be on their mentorship grind, where you had to go yeah. basically go be like an apprentice for without pay for like seven years to be able to open up shop. <laughs> That's not even a lie. That's how it used to be. Uh, so it's kind of like that shit. So you're running your high school gun like like that, running with these dudes, just being around, seeing what's happening, and kind of picturing it. But like, what's noteworthy about these guys is they had their shit on lock compared to like a lot of people in a lot of different times. So yeah, you're man. like that side of it too. Like you, I mean, did you have to sub mixtapes with them and shit? <laughs> nah, I, honestly, I I didn't really. They didn't tell me to, but I would just push the shit by myself. You know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, hey, like, everybody go support the big cuz. Like, I was, like, when Facebook came about, MySpace, all that, bro, I was going crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I would just send links out all the time and just, I, w- I would promote, but it wasn't really because I, I just wanted to do it because I was a big fan myself, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's bro. like the best possible reasons to want to get into it still. Yo, people need teenagers in their lives, is what I'm hearing. Teenagers yeah, bro. Got passion. <laughs> Especially ones that look up to you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for real, bro. Like, they 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 change the world, bro. Each generation coming up is is what we need to, you know what I mean? 
educate in a way because they're they're the future you feel me yeah i do man i really do so were you like dropping mixtapes and shit back then or was it like singles or like what was your Yo. grind like no nah, i went, it, honestly <laughs> it wasn't shit because i was so like i back then i was really scared about like what people thought you know what i mean like i was really shy and scared like i said about what people thought so i would i would like have all this material and like i never would put it out like i would never put it out bro like never but there came a time where um i think i was like secondary three or two where i did i did a like a, a remix to joe budden's black clouds beat and I put it out on YouTube, bro. And like, well, for me, back in those days, like one K was like a lot. You feel me? Like one oh, K is a lot. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like one K, like one K, and like you know, like a few weeks, honestly, because everybody was just like, whoa, like what, like what, like this kid raps, like what the fuck, you know what I mean? Like that's that's nuts. Like that's actually but that's yeah, a bro. good performance. Yes. Yeah, it took it took a long time, but once it once it happened, like it happened, bro. Like. I did that, and then that's that's honestly where it kind of like I met certain dudes in school, like in high school, that I still know to this day and still do music with to this day. And like from then on, like bro, like we had our own clicks and everything, and like we were just making a bunch of like music. And like I, I remember my first music video too came not too long after that, and it was like super like. <laughs> super low budget like you know i'd be mean? like film with like almost like cell phone quality shit bro like it was just crazy but we were, i was i was like breaking out of the shell at that point you know is that the one with the mirrors no 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 that was uh no that was much later on no this was like bro this was like maybe secondary four maybe so, uh, like like sec three going yeah, into that's, sec four, that's maybe. wild that you're like in high school making music videos i mean it makes a lot of sense given the surroundings of your life but it's still like a wild thought to just picture a high school reality where you're actually running that shit yeah bro nah yeah like i i, I just wanted to do it like like the big cuz you know what i mean like i i was just like i was motivated looking up and i was like yeah like i know that this is what i want to do but also i had a talent you feel me like but i was just the only one who really well me and my cuz my mom my family, we were the only ones who really knew it at that time. You know what I mean? But yeah, bro, I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was gonna happen. It was just a matter of when I decided to, you know, say fuck it, and just do it. You know. So when did you decide to say fuck it and just do it? Uh, well, serious, serious music for me. Uh, it was like after I graduated high school, but it was kind of like a a weird like sort of situation because I graduated high school in 2012 um and uh i was like really into sports at that time so i was playing football i was playing basketball actually i wasn't really like focused like that on the music much and i ended up like going out to live with my dad in toronto and uh like take my studies out there and try and play sports out there and i was i was over there and i was going hard in the sports and it, it wasn't really working out and then just so happened uh, I came visiting Montreal and I recorded what was supposed to be an intro to a mixtape that I was working on um, at the time. And all I did, bro, was record the intro, put it up on YouTube, 
and I got a call um, from, I guess, a, a friend of one, a friend of a friend of my mom's basically called and he was like trying to run this whole record label shit, you know what I mean, in, in Montreal. And um, yeah, he, he had linked my mom looking for me, but I was in Ontario. So my mom called and that's when I had made the made the return to Montreal to do to do music seriously. This was probably like, I want to say like 2014, maybe. Yeah, man, came down here and uh, like probably like a day or the night. I, I, I can't remember if it was the next day or the night of like I was in the studio already with these guys trying to like make make stuff happen. Yeah. What's it like being uh, with the label people? Cause I don't know a lot of people that were with label people in that era. Bro, um, if I'll be honest, it was really uh, at first. At first, I was uh, I was really excited about it because I thought that it was it. You feel me? Like a lot of things were were sold to me, like in terms of words and promises, and you know, like obviously they're gonna gas your head up, right? Because they're investing in you, so it's kind of like. No, like, yeah, you know, you have a real big talent. Tell me something I don't know. But it's like, you have a real big talent and, you know, we could do this, this, that, the third. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm I'm a young kid at this, like, well, early young adult at this point. So I'm like, fuck, bro, like, this is it. Like, I, I, I'm about to make it. Like, I cut Toronto quick, bro. Like, I was, like, real, like, right back here and, like, right back in the studio. But I would say about maybe a couple months in, like, yeah, this ain't for me, man. Like, this is really not. This is not what I needed at all, bro. Like, it was the biggest, probably the biggest mistake I ever made in my whole entire life, man. Like, if I'm being, like, completely and brutally honest, it was. It was a. Uh, it was probably like, what is it that's not compatible with you? Like, what? What? Do, okay, look at it from a perspective of like, what should people avoid in that kind of situation? Like, what it. Um, it was, it was, for me, it was more or less, um, I mean, it was, it was myself and a couple of other artists, but really and truly, like a lot of us were kind of like put on back burners compared to like some, and it was because of, uh, I guess the, like the belief in, in the sound, what was more relevant at the time, you know what I mean? Like, which is, which is, it's facts, but in my opinion, and I'm not just being biased or hating or whatever, but I mean, like, my manager at the time, like, he really just wanted us to be doing, like, straight, like, 70s rap, bro. Like, I'm not even capping. Like, 70s R&B, 70s rap, bro. And he thought that shit was going to pop in 2015, 16. Like, bro, it's not. This is not it. You feel me? Like, like I had my own, like, I had my own art. And I had, like, my own way of, like, going about writing stuff like that. And I was completely forced to do a whole other thing, bro. Like. I had no creative control over my own art. You feel me? And like that's that's where the first that was like maybe the first um the first like thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that I realized like damn like maybe I kinda made a mistake. You know what I mean? Like what like why like why the fuck am I here? I can't even say what I wanna say. I gotta say what the fuck this nigga want me to say, you know what I mean? Like I can't even like I can't even tell my own life story. I got to talk about someone else's life story. You feel me? And like adapt with like people that I was working with, and like this. Honestly, it was it was bad because I I felt like I should have been a priority when I was, you know what I mean? Like I I was really just like 
gassed up to to make the move and once i made the move it was kind of like all right well you know you're here so it's all good like <laughs> your time's gonna come which it never did you feel me so how do you get out of a label situation bro i just left straight like i obviously had to wait until like the the contract was was up i had signed for a two-year deal and uh, once that was up, I just I said, "Yo, like, I'm I'm going to indie." Like, this was this was um, this was also around the time where like, like Deuce talked about it a little bit in, in y'all interview too. Like, they were like working with another another set of people, and I was around them when I wasn't with with the label and everything. Like, I was around this vibe, and I was like seeing what they were making too, and like, bro, like. It irked me so bad. Like, imagine, imagine being in a stew, right? With like, this was like Deuce, like years back, Deuce, years back, Par, years back, like producers, a couple other artists, years back, and you can't put no lyrics on no track because all your rights are signed to a, you know, what I mean, signed over to a record label. So, like, you're okay. you're getting them, you're getting them involved with whatever you decide to 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 put your voice on they're involved the politics all that shit is involved so like i'm sitting in a studio full of crazy energy like sick energy like the art that's being created there is 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 wild and i i gotta miss out on it because you know what i mean like <laughs> pretty much i'm being pimp you know what i mean like i i gotta miss out on that because i got this whole other responsibility that i gotta deal with on the on the back end yeah it's wild that you say all that too candidly in the way that you did because they didn't really do anything provocative, but it's just the idea of the futures thing, right? Like, a lot of people, in my understanding of the conversation, don't have a full grasp of the pros and the cons and the, the different things that go into getting signed or not. And I, I don't fully understand the whole... Nobody's offered me a deal, so it's not like I'm sitting here going, I've read a contract. But right. the idea of sitting there in a situation where you're linked up with these people at this time and you can't make a move with a movement where that probably would have helped you a lot at this Yo, point in life. Big time. Big time. And you're literally like effectively under a gag because of a paper that you signed on some shit that didn't come to fruition. And then you gotta think about like all the situations that happens in life. How many people this goes on with. Cause you know, it could be the smallest label in history and if you sign that paper it's still uh, like in the court of law they could sue you type thing exactly bro and honestly it really was like this label wasn't no big you know what i mean like it wasn't no real deal shit like this was just i mean real deal like the artist the artist i was the last artist to sign so i was there last but this was this label was was operating like way before um i even got there and it, it wasn't the biggest of, of labels bro like the, i'm talking about like a small montreal based label and like basically bro anybody who asks me like nowadays i've had conversations with artists that come to me and ask me like look like bro like if this happens what do i do every label is going to be different right like i went through this experience is it going to be that way for everybody nah you know what i mean like is 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 every label going to be doing people dirty like nah bro like it could be good for you like i know artists to this day signed to labels they're busting you know what i mean like they're just like doing their thing they're happy you feel me like they're not they're not getting they're not getting screwed over it's just i was 
that guy you know what i mean so like my like my um mindset in terms of you know let record labels is kind of shaky you feel me but they ain't gonna be but, like that for everybody else but like it could still be just to take into consideration you have a great arrangement with people and they block your features yeah and they do things like that that still probably happens especially yeah for sure 100 well. percent still happens for sure 100 percent and now i'm yeah. not gonna say again that that's good or bad i know like I was talking to a dude and he had worked with fucking Dirt Nasty or whatever and mm. he had to take dude off his song because the label is like, bro, you're getting this guy canceled. Take him off that shit. It's not popular. Yeah. Like this is like 2010. So Yo, yeah, like, poly, the gonna... <clears throat> it's just kind of how it um, can work out like that. But that's, that's super nifty. So that kind of puts you in a, can you can't, can you perform at that point or are you just not kinda, even like... only with the label, bro? <laughs> like, everything everything was super like like we own like it was it was really well established like it was really a we own you like like you are like everything that you do like we have to have a hand in it like literally like it it, it was like <laughs> it was like having a parent bro like other than your parents like you gotta ask to do this you gotta ask to do that you can't do this without them telling you you can or can't like everything was really like that bro like it was really like like being chained up bro like straight like i was just a, a slave to that label honestly bro i'm not even gonna cap it, it was it was just it was hectic and you're right bro it still happens like i know dudes have features with dudes and the, the track is busting but they just can't come out because it's too much polys with the record label like it, it gets it Yo, gets I crazy ask a question <clears throat> yeah when man. you say polys do you mean politics? Yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, politics. Not nah, cool. Polys <laughs> is great. It's a good slang. I really like it. But like, sometimes you just want to make sure that that's what it means. <laughs> yeah, politics. Could, could also because my the first time I heard it, the first thing that popped into my head was polyrhythm, and I'm like, he doesn't mean polyrhythm. There's no way he means polyrhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Politics, bro. Is politics, man. That shit, that that'll kill. That that kills artistry, bro. Politics, man. It's it's one of the worst, the worst things to come by when it comes to music, bro. That is one necessary as fuck evil. Yeah, man. I'm not yeah. saying it's good or bad. I mean, there's bad politics. There's also there's also good politics, though. Yeah, like, but there's a lot of bad politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. That ninety nine point nine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd say there's a lot of okay, like I don't want to be that bleak with it. Politics just comes down to the people politicking, right? So if people are transparent and deals are fair, it's a good situation. It's yeah. when people are not fair that it's a bad situation or when somebody acts malicious or whatever, like I try to be super transparent, you know, like so that it's a fair dealing with anybody that I work with. Yeah. Um, and that's I think there's a lot of people right now on that wavelength. I see a lot of people trying to be the best versions of themselves they can be right now, which makes me feel optimistic. For sure, bro. That's that's all that's that's what it should be about all the time, you feel me? That's that's definitely what it should be. Like I support that one hundred percent. Thousand percent. So so basically in twenty sixteen you get freed from label jail and then Yeah. Yeah, what, man. So what is the first thing you do at that point? The first thing I do is record that track that you was talking about with the mirror. 
um, Exodus. That was my first. Um, that was my first single as an independent artist, and um, that was an experience in itself. Um, I recorded it with a producer named Austin J. Um, probably heard about him before. I mean, Deuce talked a little bit about him um, when y'all spoke, but I recorded that track on his dresser in his bedroom, bro. Like, I ain't even gonna lie. Like, yeah, man. Like it. it like there's like seven versions of that song, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that track was like really well thought out and I wanted to make like a big bang when I, you know, to, to say like, yo, I'm here, like I'm, I'm able to do what I want to do now, you know, like this is going to be all, everything from now on is going to be from me, from my, my perspective, my art, I got control, like I could do whatever I want. And then that's when that happened. And that was, that was the start of something like crazy. You know what I mean? Like that, that was a really good time in my life. Cause I was, I was hanging around Deuce, you know, par. Um, at that time, it was it was a southbound, you know what I mean? Like, I was hanging out with, with, with that clique, like, a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was, like, free isn't even the word, you know what I mean? Like, just, just the vibes, you know what I mean? Like, being around, like, like family, um, dudes from the same, like, neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like in close proximities, like that was that was really like what I enjoyed. Cause that's what made me feel free. Not so much the music aspect, but just like, you know, walking down the down the street, kicking in with Deuce, walking, you know what I mean, going to the crib, the studio's there, there's like seven of us in there, you know what I mean? We just drinking, we're recording stuff, you know, I'm able to record, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. Like it was just like that that's what really like damn, like yo, did this is what I've been missing out. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. Like, I I really love that time, bro. Like, that was the start of something, like a brand new page. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it also kind of explains why the authenticity matters as much to you, right? Yeah, because bro. Because you've been in a situation where you were forced to be inauthentic. Basically, man. Like, I, I, I couldn't be myself. Like, I couldn't at all be myself at all. I always had to be in the mindset of somebody else and like almost almost try and force myself to relate to things that I couldn't really relate to, bro. Like I, I didn't go through these things. And as I said, like <laughs> I was like forced to be rapping like Puff or like, like LL, like back in the, back in the days. Like, I, I don't like how you want me to do that. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just like talking about certain things I were around back in the days. I know, like, I had no knowledge of and all these things. Like, I, I just, it, it was just weird, bro, to say the least. Like, I couldn't do it. So when when I could be myself, bro, trust me, nobody can fuck with my music, bro. I was really happy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was, like, I, I was free, free, free. That's real dope, man. <clears throat> so yeah. basically cruising with Deuce God as y'all are taking over. And that, y'all's brand is, like, big, in my opinion. Well, Montreal big. People have heard of you and speak fondly, big. <laughs> bro, like, this brand gave me a whole new life, man. Like, for real, for real. Like, literally, like, everything every everything musically that I do, bro, is to represent the brand, represent the family, you know what I mean? Like, represent my brothers and sisters and all that, bro. Like, it, it's just like, like, w without that, bro, I, I, I promise you, I would have fell off, like, for good, honestly. Like, I'm just keeping it 100, like, I would have just straight fell off, gave it up because I was like super turned off by everything after all that shit happened. 
I was mm. just I was I was just done with it. You know what I mean? Like it gave me a whole new life, a whole new meaning, you feel me? I appreciate the emphasis on how in effect your career is a case study in the power of collectives. Yeah man. Yeah. So I, it means I have a, it means everything, bro. I have a different question. Alright. Tell me about Chris Crumb back in the day. <laughs> I know at least anybody watching this on my side gives a fuck about that. I just double checked with him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you said you know me. He's like, yes, on a personal level. We used to, I'm like, okay, cool. T Tizzy, tell me about Chris back in the day. That, that's what Chris told you? That, yo, me and Chris was, that was my dude, bro. I'm not even going to cap, bro. Like, me and we Chris. We used to bro, chill. He knows my friends, my squad and friends. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like. For, for for sure like me and chris go way back uh we used to hang out a lot like when like early years um we we knew all the same people really and we we're always involved in the same drama if i'm gonna keep it a hundred like we were, <laughs> we were always involved in the same old bullshit together you know what i mean but that was my dog bro that was my dude and like yeah bro like that that he he's a, he's a stand up guy man like I, I still appreciate the dude to this day like if I see him it's always love bro like always man he hit yeah, me up too he he said shit he goes like oh uh, I hear we're gonna get a Tizzy Fields interview I said yeah man like <laughs> yeah, I told him to show up Chris is in the chat right now oh shit bro yo big ups to you fam like I already know bro it's all love bro yeah man we we go way back bro that's still that's still my dog to this day that's still my dude bro. Yeah, it's you know, it's wild, right? Because especially when he goes, he's 27. You're about that age or so, based on when yeah. you graduated high school. I'm like, oh, say a word. Um, do you have any good, embarrassing Chris Crumb stories? That would be like super wonderful. Fuck, not really, bro. I mean, I got uh, I got embarrassing stories about myself and and him because like we at one point in time we was both going for the same girl and that girl like totally rejected me to go out with him. So that was pretty funny. Yo, Chris is not gonna let me live this down. This is not how this is supposed to go. <laughs> Chris is gonna be like, see, see. <laughs> yeah, bro, that 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 shit happened, bro. But nah, I I don't really. We we never really had embarrassing embarrassing moments like that with with him and I. We always <laughs> on some serious vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I man. Stills. I fucked yeah, with Chris. Bro. Yeah, me too, bro. Nah, Chris is Chris is cool dude, bro, for real. Good peoples, man. Yeah, he's gonna edit this video after, so trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I fucks with him still. Uh he, he's he's good. I'm glad to hear that Chris is stand up. I'm glad that hear that Chris gets cool stories from back in the day, right? Like that's 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 how oh, yeah. that's pretty good. Um would you do a track with Chris? Fuck yeah, in a heartbeat, bro. Course. Yo, Chris, make that happen. What are you what are you missing out on, Chris? Come on. <laughs> of course I would, bro. I I used to listen honestly, bro. Like beforehand, he used to send me some stuff. I honestly would listen to it, bro. And it was it was good. I liked it. Like he's he's grown himself as an artist too. But I think me and him maybe share a little bit of the of the same issue I faced back then, and that's just getting the stuff out there, being you know what I mean, a little bit in our heads, a little bit, but. Honestly, bro, like he's dope artist-wise too. Like I, I, I fucks facts. with his stuff. I fucks with his stuff for real. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 
I thought so, Chris. I think he's one of the taller guys. I can't wait till he's dropping project after project. Yo, Chris, make the next mixtape. Anyway. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so you're coming through that, like, 2017-ish era. Y'all, you're going to do squad parties and shit. Y'all doing your thing. Are you, like, performing? Yeah, bro. There was, like, actually, bro, there was, like, one specific show that we did that was fucking crazy. It was in Longay, and we had a big lineup like pretty much everybody that was the part of the like the southbound movement at the time um we had a we had a show i think it was like maybe seven seven artists i don't think i was the last one maybe two before last but i have recorded this song called antidote and um man bro like that was that was another uh moment in time where i was like shit like yeah this is meant for me like i had the whole place like going nuts bro like riot straight rioting bro like mosh put rioting like i was going crazy and remember i'm like this like dude in a shell like you know what i mean like like super shy you know you but drunk? like I'm not really bro like i was just like okay was, that's yeah. big respect and that's like you just bombing out on character bro i just went off bro like i can't even lie like i was just like nah about to we're about to rip this shit like it was and it was one of those tracks where like i'm it's high energy i'm yelling bro and i was like i was <laughs> i was screaming bro like i was going off and yeah bro like it was that was like my first um performance outside of the label and everything that was really nuts man like yeah. i loved it i love the vibes like everybody did their thing that night you know what i mean Yo, but, yeah are good shows to have early on so you can catch that bug that that's what you think about when it's eight people yo yeah bro like n even even like then till now bro i mean like every show i do is with deuce pretty much and like mm. it just feels so natural now like now because i'm i'm i'm, I'm i kind of broke off the chains you know what i mean like some days are easier than others but i we just fuck up every show bro like i i just try to think back to that time in specific and just go and kill it bro like bring that same energy you know what i mean yeah bro that's, that's super dope so as far as projects go how many do you have plans for future projects i don't know if you have any projects that i kind of saw a lot of singles yeah I, i've been working on a lot of singles i did have a project um before but shit happens you feel me i don't really want to get too too much into that but um i had a i had a full project but i've been i've been working on one now um i'm looking to get it out like maybe mid-fall early winter uh it's called soul on ice and uh it's really like it's, it's gonna be crazy bro like versatility um but more or less like how i feel about all these um things that are going on these days like in the world bro like in general how it makes me feel how i've been dealing with this whole pandemic shit you know what i mean like everything bro like i i before i was more focused on like giving the breakdown on, on like what i, I kind of went through in terms of uh, labels and all that kind of stuff but i figure like fuck it like talk about something more that matters for the for the now you know like something that really affects me that that will for the you know for the rest of my life you know what i mean like no point on shedding some light on shit that don't really deserve to be you know what i mean Put it, put actually, it I actually really do because I don't know if you ever listen to Hobson's music, but at one point he was shitting all over Ruthless Records, and when you go listen to that shit now, 
Mm. Nah, you don't want to listen to Hobson in 2009 shit on Ruthless Records. Like, it's just <laughs> a weird vibe. Like, <clears throat> there's no time in life that that's what I want to go do. But, yeah. like, hearing your thoughts on real shit, I mean, apparently that's what all the, like, the middle class fuckers claim they want, too, right? Like, that's what everyone yeah. claims they want. It's just people to be super authentic and rap about things that matter to them and shit. So, that yeah. sounds, like, extra fucking dope to me. I'd yeah, that. yeah, bro. Like, it's, it's honestly, bro. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. Like, my, I've been, I've been trying to, like, I've been trying to, like, spread my wings a little bit in terms of, like, not, not so much sound, but just like more genre kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, same message, different genres, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm about to do that, and it, it's gonna, it's gonna hit different. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's really gonna be something that's just different but me you know what i mean yeah i definitely appreciate that so like yeah, how did the pandemic shift things up for you was it like uh if i'm being completely honest bro like it really mentally um it really uh it really fucked me up bro like it really messed me up mentally because like i'm a guy that's just like on the move all the time you know what i mean like i'm i'm gonna go check check my dudes i'm like i still play sports so i'm playing sports probably like you know doing some kind of physical activity four or five days you know what i mean out of out of seven you know what i mean so like being confined into like the four walls of my room and just having no kind of like schedule or like routine the same place you've been at for like your whole life yeah it, pretty much you know what i mean so it was kind of like bro like and and on top of it they kind of like made it this big thing to like go outside you know what i mean like like it, we're pretty much told like if you're gonna go outside you know like really be careful so it was just like like damn bro like being being in being in my room most of the time um it kind of just got me really like down bro like really really down and, and depressed and like having no schedule you could only play so much video games honestly like i'm out straight goods you know what i mean like you can only play so much fucking game like like what what am i supposed to do to switch it up other than this like i got writer's block bro like i can't like you know what i mean like it's just it's crazy but on the flip side um in the midst of going through all that shit here comes quarantine flows now which is like one of my biggest records that I ever put out. And like th that song was like born in like a really dark time, bro, like in, in my head and everything. And, and kind of talks about like how it kind of affected me and what I was reading, what I was seeing, like, no, I mean, like, like just expressing how I felt. So there was like some positive, but on, on the real, like, bro, I was just really like down and out, bro. Like, I would go link with Deuce, like, in the park. Even at that, bro, like, you know, like, you can't, like, you, you can't really shake dude's hand. Like, they, I mean, like people can't, like, you know, be, like, ourselves with you. You know what I mean? Still, so, like, so, like, I went to Vince Price's crib on uh, Sunday for a barbecue, which was, like, my first, like, social, social event with, like, strangers. And then you right. realize, yo, I'm not passing a joint to no stranger. Yo, I facts, know you. Bro. Yeah, I no, like, yeah, I, it's true. And my girlfriend just gave me shake because I passed it to people I knew. And she was like, mm, COVID's still a thing. And I'm like, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
And then, uh, like, I was, like, looking at them, and I'm like, I would love to pass you this joint, but I don't think that's right now. I don't think we can do that. So, I mean, we're, like, in proximity consuming our own products, but, like, yep. it's not yeah, our life. No, it's, it's true, bro. Like, back then, and, and the thing is, too, I think for me is how, like, fast shit changed you, too. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, one day you were free, bro, and then, like, the next like all this shit you're seeing like on the news bro like you're seeing you know however so many cases arising and you know lockdown this lockdown like one day i was working bro and then i didn't work for like three months after you feel me like it, it was crazy like and then like just like you said bro like you're linking up with with people that like yo like here take a sip out of the bottle whatever but now you're like uh you know what i mean like shit like i don't know you know what i mean like it it, it almost made us like kind of paranoid in a sense and like less sociable also because i was very like anti-social like people that i kind of spoke to before like bro i didn't see i didn't see nobody like you know what i mean like i didn't yeah. see hear from nobody like everybody was going through kind of like the same kind of shit that i was going through in my head so we we're very like anti-social you know with with each other like if if you weren't like family to me like close close to me like we wasn't talking and we wasn't seeing or each other or, or, or none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of do though. I think I, unfortunately I'm still employed, but I went work from home, which right. is amazing to me. This yeah. is cool. Well, yo, cause work's weird. Like it's the fakest shit ever. Like every rap song you ever heard about fake friends is like what it kind of feels like to be in an office place with a bunch of people that clearly don't like you. Y'all are like tolerating each other cause you got to make money together. And it's just right, the right. that situation. So it creates like this weird culture and all of a sudden you go home and we're all trying to like say hi to each other on Skype every morning and shit until it like just stopped. <laughs> it was corny. It just got fucking corny. Oh, the BLM shit happened at the same time too. Oh, say word that did yeah. happen. Yeah. Fuck man. me, eh? That's a big time. That was, yeah. that was another thing that was, that was wild, bro. Like that, that too, like I, I was, I was out there with, with, um, with Deuce, we were going to like the marches and all that kind of stuff. And like, bro, like that too really messed with me, bro. Cause I always been like, I've always been paying attention to this shit. Like growing up over here, like we, we've been exposed to that shit from time. It's not nothing new. You know what I mean? Like these, these are like, I, I've been like, I've witnessed prejudice like a lot, bro. Like, honestly, like a lot. And I ain't even the darkest kid on the block, bro. And I've been going through this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it, it was crazy. That too kind of played a, a a part in like my mental state because like me personally, bro, like I feel like, like, although it seemed like things were changing, they weren't. It was just more attention was brought to it in terms of like a social media standpoint. But, like, bro, like, what the fuck does Blackout Tuesday really do for, like, shit that happens in real life? Like, in my face, bro. Like, what, what does that shit, what does that shit do? Like, it, it, it's just, like, I feel like it was trendy, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of, like, the marches, it was, it was humbling to see, like, everybody kind of get together and, you know, stand up for what's right. Of course, you have, like, a couple cancers in, in, in that, like, you know, environment, which uh, was another thing that I witnessed. That I was pretty nuts, um, but I just feel like like it, it wasn't really changing much, bro. Like 
it's it's an ongoing battle. It's just a lot of attention was more or less brought to it around around these times because everybody had the fucking attention span, to, you know what I mean, to finally pay attention to what was uh, what was going on, what was important. And even then, they try to mask it, you know what I mean? Well, I think people did a lot to destroy the idea of BLM. Like, yeah. There is a group that is BLM, and then there's, like, an, to me, like, it's that separate than, like, the ideology that people were protesting of. Like, these were just separate things, but then a lot of people yeah. put the two things together. And then politicians politicianed, and the news did the news thing, and it got weird. Yeah, like, man. It was a wild time to watch people argue about that shit. Like, just that's all it was. It was like Facebook turned into like, like virtue signaling. A lot of virtue signaling. Like, yeah, bro. To a point where I try not to talk about this shit anymore. Like these issues. Like I don't really talk a lot about the current indigenous situation. Cause the fuck am I really gonna say? You know, like is right. that really gonna help the situation? I don't know. People got mad at me for not changing my profile pic. But like I saw how little. Like, <clears throat> you know, how do we go from like? Because I went to the fucking protest, right? And everybody's right. standing there. All these people defund the police. Everybody's saying the chants. Everybody's doing the shit. Uh, and then, like, yo, we were there one time for, like, when the cops did some photo op shit. Where, like, they blocked off the fucking corner to sin when we was trying. They told us to leave. And then they cornered us mm. in. Mm. And then they, like, kneeled. And it was fucking weird. And I'm like, yo, shit about to pop off. And I was a little, I was a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and then they let us go. Because they wanted right. that photo op of whatever moment they were going for, and it was like a weird, it was a weird situation. But then, you know, months passed by, and everybody stopped talking about it, and I got really confused by that. Like it kept happening, and then I don't remember what replaced it. I think the COVID shit replaced it in the minds of people, and like it's been a big old like vaccination quarantine talk for like the last year, but yeah. like. I find that these social media trends and the way people are like hyper focus for three months and then go change didn't happen and then dip out is wild like change is like an almost generational thing I mean not to say it shouldn't go faster but like yeah it's a lot of things to make like change all I can say is there's not a police department in NDG anymore I don't know if that's related to it or not but that was one change that yeah. happened yeah nah man uh, it it I, I was going to war like um like you were saying bro like a lot of shit on Facebook and all of that shit like there was a lot of people that really surprised the hell out of me in terms of like kind of um going against the movement more or less you know what I mean like like show like these are people that that have known me since birth and like they they were like trying to explain to me like listen like you know we have to face adversity too like you know it's not just you guys like bro like what what i mean like literally like you know i mean like i'm me personally i remember one time in in, in particular like i i shared an experience that i went through um with the police you know what i mean and like it is what it is bro it's it's not like there's no like underlining like meaning to it it's very cut and dry bro like it is what it is and it can't be anything else you know and like this this person was trying to like you know, no, you know, it, it's not just your life that matters. You know, that's that was the most famous comeback. You know, like all lives matter, not just yours. You know, like well, no shit. Like we we never said that. You feel me? But like, are you going through that? You know, what I mean, like, are you witnessing these? Maybe you'll witness it. Um, you know, what I mean, like maybe maybe you'll witness it being with somebody who's African American. 
or or such or so so on and so forth you know but like this this person in particular has witnessed it being around me and still had the you know what i mean like the nerve to to say what they said you feel me and feel like it was it's just crazy if you look at the language of it it's it's a bunch of people saying i a lot Whereas yeah. the other side of the coin is a lot of people saying we a lot. So it's like we suffer as a people. We Black Lives Matter. It's very we. Yeah. I and mean, a lot of the ops to that movement are like the I'm not racist crowd. Because they don't want to yeah. have to acknowledge that there's some shit, whatever, whatever. That it might be partly true. Because I don't think a lot of us... Yo, my last name is Roa. I, I live in Quebec. You're going to tell me I didn't have an easier time getting a fucking job because of my last name? You're going to tell me that's not true? There's papers right. that say it's true. They wrote about that shit. It's facts. Yeah. Like, something like 90% of the CEOs in Quebec have a last name that's like mine. That's wild. Right, right. Yeah. So, so well, that's a fact. I, I wish everybody like, could think like you, fam. Like, honestly, bro. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not a lot of people I'm, are really woke. Bro, I've been in the white guy in the room. The white guys. That's a vibe. Where, right, like, right, right, right. So, <laughs> I used to argue with people at work, but it was a problem. Like, I, it's not the right approach and shit. I had a three to four year debate with one guy and he's more progressive and I'm a little more conservative facts, but like, he's not what he was about these topics. And it took like three years and it made me have a lot of context for how big the like challenge is, but also that whoever you think is the most closed-minded fucker out there may actually be changeable, but maybe right. it's other people's responsibilities to do the mind-changing than the past has been. There's enough of us, I mean honkies, that is capable of like doing this work now. Like we can just do the work, or the leg work, of convincing the rest of us to do this shit. So it's like for me, yo, yo, spit that anytime. But like, I think it's on us to do shit. Like check our grandma. Yo, one time my dad said some language and I'm like, did you just say what I think you just said? He did yeah. not like that conversation. Right, he, right, he was right. not into it. He didn't right. even admit it was true. But I know he thought about it after and he'll never say that shit again. Right, right. Exactly, and it's like, bro. It takes a lot of that shit to like create change on what I consider to be some of the more other issues. Not bigger issues, but like other issues like... Like, it's wild how few people are willing to admit that there's, like, issues. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. Like, just acknowledging that it's, like, possible that it's an issue. And to this day, I see people who will still, like, deflect to statistics poorly represented. These people do not know stats. These motherfuckers don't know stats like I know stats, and they're wrong about their breakdowns. And I'll take them on any day of the week on a stat game. Like, we can run All a right. stat. I don't know how you do that, but we could do it. And nah, like the way they met, they misrepresent shit. Like I had a motherfucker just on some vaccination shit try to like break down some American number, and I'm like, bro, the number of people you said in the states equates to 75 Canadians. We ain't making no fucking decisions on 75 people here, okay? That's the most tiny yeah. number ever. It's yeah. like people don't get where they're coming out when they say this shit, and they apply this irrational nominal. Nominal means top level, so people look at the top level of stats, like what it says on the paper, and then stats is like all about story interpretation so the biggest lie ever is facts don't have feelings the more accurate representation is facts is entirely feelings it's just mm -hmm. a group of people agreeing on some shit because that story was cooler than that story so facts yeah. literally change based on who's in power this is the definition of the word fact y'all can google that shit there's a democratic element to it has to be agreed upon 
therefore facts are entirely story driven based on which advocate is the most like convincing of the fact and then like i realized that to a certain degree the semantic motherfuckers will just criticize you if you make a typo right like, yeah and that's the kind of field we're playing in right now so it's like to actually make an argument that's effective to this it's fucking impossible because it's like logic traps and shit all derived from this lore that gets talked about at lunch tables with parents and shit like it's wild because i hear these conversations that get repeated on facebook that go to that youtube right. or like you'll hear a person spit some shit on this topic and i'll be like i can pick five youtubers and i'm pretty sure you watch them yeah it's, it's like bar for bar what these youtubers say is wild yeah. to me. anyway so nah you're right bro honestly bro like one, one thing i could agree bro everybody got always has an excuse you feel me like it, it could happen right in front bro they, they just always have an excuse bro it's always dismissive you know what i mean because it ain't them so they don't really give a fuck you feel me yeah but the worst bro I, I said a lot of stupid offensive shit to a lot of i've said hurtful things to a lot of people in my ignorance so i'm better than yeah. that we all say hurtful things to people in our ignorance 100 because yo look at 2000s comedy movies and tell us that our humor would have been on point back then yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is facts of the situation. Go watch any 2000s comedy movie and tell me you go comfortable saying that joke to a black guy in 2021. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, for sure not, bro. For sure um, not, bro. Yeah, I love the fact that you care about this shit. Bro, I'm all about this, man. Like, I'm I'm all about this, bro. Like, and it, in a perfect world, you feel me, everybody would be considered equal. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be any of these kind of you know, global issues and all that kind of stuff like that. But as I said before, bro, like you're always going to have them like certain couple cancers, you know what I mean? Like in, in a group of people that's like, as you said, anybody could change, bro. Like the, you know what I mean? Like the dumbest motherfucker could just see the light one day. But like I said, bro, like you said, bro, like it's, it's really up to the people themselves, bro. And like we, we can push it all we want. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't force nobody to do what they don't want to do, you know? So and the longer that motherfucker thinks that way, bro, like generations to come, it's just gonna be passed down and you know what I mean the cycle continues, you feel me? I think shit's changing. Not fast, but changing. I mean what yes. I can see is that a twenty year old in multiple countries has the same aversion to the bigotry of their parents. And that's pretty across the world. I managed to tap into a few countries and talk to 20-year-olds, and it's wildly how much they all Google the experiences of other places, which is not something we could have done at 20 because Google was not yeah. what it is and Wikipedia was not what it, you know, it just wasn't where it's at now. Right, um, right. So for me, I'm not optimistic on that front. But at the, at the same time, I look at the Clanada movement, and to me, it's mad inspirational. Yeah, I've always been rebellious with my shit a little bit. But, like, For what sure. it represents is powerful. And I think it plants seeds, right? Yeah, bro. And in a lot of ways, like, that's what people got to do is throw seeds to the wind. Because you never know whose art or, like, whose idea is going to catch and, like, land with the right people and actually make some changes down the line. Like, there's people that impacted me. It took years before I right, know, right. wasn't necessarily this aware. You might have not liked my Facebook statuses in 2016. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, bro. Nah, man, nah, hundred percent. Like, like I stand. Another reason why 
you know what I mean? Like, like when I say like before Canada just gave me a new life, like, like I fit in with like my, my mental, my mentality, bro. Like it, it, it fits. You know what I mean, like this is the way I think on a regular basis, bro. Not just because, you know what I mean? Like I represent Canada. Like this is literally me. This is how I think. This is how I feel. This is what I've been going through. And then, I have two brothers with me that have been going through the exact same thing, if not worse, because I, I will keep it 100, bro. Like I said, I ain't the, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't the darkest kid on the block, bro. Like, it, like, it, it's, we all go through the same shit, and that's what I talked about. Know I mean, like, when I was saying before, like, this is what I meant. Like, we all got to face the same kind of adversity. And, like, when, when this whole movement came about, like, that's why I was riding to the wheels fall off, bro. Like, this was like, yeah, like, this is me. This is my, this is where I should be, bro. You know what I mean? I do. I think that's blessed. I love, it's my favorite part of what y'all bring to the table. Cause to be real, like, there's not a, such a thing as a successful brand that doesn't have a mission or a cause to get behind. Like, I can just know that I fucks with Canada. Like, I fucks with it. I just know right, what it represents, right. and it makes it simple. And, like, I could rock that brand. Other brands, maybe it's more ambiguous what they represent, and so it's harder to just, like, clean-cut fuck with them. Then you have to figure it out. But I think that all the... I think that's what it takes, is people just taking it. Whether or not they agree with you, at least it's polarizing. And that's probably right. good for your brand, too. <laughs> yeah, man. But I fucks yeah, with the man. fact that you keep it so authentic with your music about who you are. Um, do you, like, read... Are you a reader? Um, I not so much these days, but before a little bit. But yeah, I, I, if I could, I would honestly. If I had the time, for sure, I would. I love I, I love to read, man. I love to read. I like to learn new shit. I like to be educated on a lot of stuff, bro. Shout out to Deuce again because he put me on game for a lot of stuff, bro. Like a lot, a lot of. A lot of shit that I didn't know before, bro, about even my own heritage dated back, 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 bro. Like, he put me on a lot of stuff, bro, and I learned a lot of stuff. But I, I love to I love to read. I love to read into stuff, and I like to learn, bro. I'm a, I'm a sponge, bro. I like to learn about a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes down to stuff like marketing, how do you feel about the social medias and that whole side of life? Uh, I mean, in terms of like re i mean that social media really helped me um as an artist in terms of marketing just to get my stuff out of different provinces like it, it's fire bro like because you just put something out there next thing you know bro it's globally recognized you feel me like in like a night not even you know what i mean like you can watch this shit happen in front of your face and that's like that's kind of like what i've been going through since i've been dropping all all, all my videos and everything like I love it because before we didn't have nothing like that. You really had to push the shit yourself. As we were saying before, sell mixtapes. You know, you're going to like radio stations, which people still do. But I mean, all these things could be recognized now on, on the Internet. And I, I fucks with it because it could get out like to a more broad audience quicker. But then, you know, the there's the dark side of it too where folk just rip your ass apart like pause but like people just like they 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 go crazy you know what i mean like they, there's there's more haters you know out there more hate than good you know what i mean yeah you know what i realized dealing with the united states of america through comment sections 
freedom of speech means a very different thing in the states <laughs> no it's wildly different like they just spit whatever the fuck they spit and we have like no filter like i started working with the new york city dudes and i'm like we're a lot more polite in a superficial way i can't say it's authentic but we at least have a lot more consideration with everything we say to each other yeah for sure for sure nah and them that- them uh yeah it's very uh they they don't give a fuck, bro. Like they'll say whatever it whatever it, it is that comes to their mind first thing, bro. They're just typing that shit out right away. Yeah, so, man. What's your favorite social media platform? Uh, bro. Like for me, Instagram has been the the thing, bro. For me, like, I mean, now they kind of changed the uh, the rules a little bit up on there, but. Like before, when I was uh, releasing all of my stuff, you know, like having the blogs from like Ontario and Toronto and places like that, share my stuff. Like that's when that's when things like really took off for me in terms of numbers and like just people like get like wanting to know who I am, bro. Like growing up, like doing music, like you know, people that know your shit in the hood, like that's one thing. But like now i'm getting calls from like people that like they're genuinely fans bro like it's kind of like bro like your music's sick bro like you know i listen to you more than i listen to dirk or i listen to you more than i listen to Lil baby or all these people and it's like what bro like yeah i mean like like me yeah i mean like yeah it's crazy i mean it might be crazy to you but like you're pretty really really good but also you're not just really really good you're really, really good, and you've been practicing for, like, 20-something years. So when you think yeah. about shit from a point of mastery perceptions and shit, right? Like, you're talking about a dude who is being schooled on memorizing bars and fucking singing from, like, time. And then, you know, already doing poetry since 10 years old. I mean, hanging out with already bunch of guys that are doing it for real reals at adolescent age. Like, yeah. basically, because, yo, there's a lot of things that, like are not songwriting that go into songwriting there's right, a lot right. of things that you just don't know like your early shit is just usually you writing some shit and then you learn a lot of things so like when i write songs now it's they're like there's so many things that are deliberate that are like on like you know that are just like not really stuff i would have ever thought about branding wise and who is this sure. for and a bunch of shit you know, where you would have probably had to learn a lot of these lessons, even if it's a subconscious absorption, because like you say, you're a sponge, so you're taking it all in. So by the time you're dropping shit, you're already at a point where you're connecting with, yo, if you made seven versions of the song, my guy, that's yeah, some professional man. people shit. Like, Linkin Park <laughs> makes like 40 versions of a song. Linkin Park took over a decade. You know, like... Yeah, bro. That, that's big. That makes sense that you have fans that are connecting the way that they do with you. Plus, you get Deuce God out there showing you how to run up other stuff. Like, cause yo, y'all got like, y'all got like a swag to the presentation of like unity together and like putting on for each other too. That's another big thing. It's not just like you. Hell yeah. You have people that like get excited for you. Like for real, the number of viewers has not dropped under 10. That's what for real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like I know that might not seem like a lot to people, but like for me, on my numbers, I'm like, say fucking word. This is a good <laughs> interview. <laughs> nah, bro, yo, like like I said before, bro, like like Deuce, Deuce is my guy, bro. Deuce is like the big brother that like I never really had. 
you know what I mean? Like, like we was we was always around, like you know what I mean. But we got like close when when like we when I got a little bit older. You feel me? But like it, it like I said, it, it goes deeper than just like being in the same area, like watching do skate and all kind of shit, bro. Like for real. Like I was that little you bro watching do skate, you know what I mean? Like chilling in the park, all that stuff. Like it, it goes deeper than that. And like, bro, like for real, like in terms of like more recent times, like when when we're talking about mentors for me, like it's him, bro. Like just straight like that, bro. Like it's just it's just been him. It's always be him and I, like, even through the pandemic shit, bro, like, linking up with him, it helped me a lot without him even really knowing it because he was the only dude that I was, <laughs> I was like, trying to link with. You know what I mean? Like, he would link me up, like, yo, bro, like, you know, I reach, like, reach outside, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get out a little bit. And that 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 kind of stuff, like, you know what I mean? It helped me more than he, he would really know because I don't really talk about his shit, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he's really that that dude for me, bro. And that's why like when it comes to the music, bro, like a hundred thousand percent effort comes forth whenever I'm on a track with him or whenever I'm trying to like push his music per se. Like I always go all out because like that that's just that's just my dude, bro. Like there's no there's no there's no other ways to put it, bro. Like I I, I push for I push his music like I would push my own, bro. Straight. Yo, but to be real. We should be all doing that a little bit more as artists in the city. I like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not even faking when I say Busta Blank's a song I fucking like. My girlfriend knows Busta Blank. People, I don't even care. I'll just be sitting there and like, we'll just say it to each other now. Like, it's fucking great. (laughs) Busta Blank. It's just fun to say. Like, shit's hot. We should all be sharing it. It makes the city look good. And shit's hot like why would you yeah. not want to share that yeah I'm, man and, I don't know. and and the shit is just bad different like we was talking about it the other day like bro like like i like i was saying before like compared we were saying compared to the other stuff like because a lot of shit's going on right now like in the streets like a lot of people is just getting getting bodied bro like dying like bust a blank bro like we're not saying bust a shot bro we're not saying bust your strap bust a gun we're saying bust a blank but in terms of like the culture itself, like everybody who who comes from a Caribbean island can relate. You know, what I mean, like bust a blank when a when a when a when a, a crazy rhythm comes on. You know, what I mean, like you know, I'm like let's say my grandfather plays like, like a crazy rhythm that comes on. You know, what I mean, like I'm, you know, what I mean, like like I'm I'm busting blanks, bro. Like you know, what I mean, like it's it's literally like that, bro. Like in in my mind, and that's why the song holds power for me. Like the message. It might go over some people's heads, but for me, it's like, bro, like, nobody's done that. Like, nobody. You know what I mean? It holds a lot of value. I appreciate that, too. I mean, I feel like it's not really my place to speak on that whole element of shit. Because I I know stuff's happening. It's not, we see the news articles. So if we're we're seeing news articles, there's a lot that we're not seeing, right? Like, yeah. Um, But even just like, in general it's just anthemic it has like all the deuces music i find has this unity protest feel to it which i really like it's yeah. almost counterculture in its existence like deuce crowd is one of the most punk motherfuckers i find in music i know that might not be the description most people would apply to it but what i get out of do yo i fucks with it heavy but what i get out of deuce crowd's music what i get out of punk music 
Right, yeah, right. Like, I listened to that fucking uh, tape he put out today or yesterday. It's fucking fire. It's just his vibe. Yeah, bro. It's just unconventional. It's just not. He doesn't care about rules. He just does. That's fucking. I fuck it's art, bro. It's art. At the end of the day, like that's real art. No rules, it, bro. You just do what you feel, and, and you know what I mean. Like do what represents you. At the end of the day. I definitely think that is fun. Um, that's cool that you had that relationship. I actually described you as the Chris Crumb to Deuce God at one point to somebody because I felt they would understand the relationship. And I thought that's cool that you <laughs> ended up going there with it. Because, yeah, that's, I'm like, that's how Chris Crumb and I roll. That's the yeah, same man. thing. Yeah, that's bro, fire. for real. We're always touch road, bro. Always um, wherever he was at, I was at. You know what I mean? Or somewhere close. <laughs> so, like, yeah. um... So what ha what do you have like what other kind of stuff do you do outside of the music? What else is there going on in the life of Tizzy Fields that you want to share with people? Me, my my uh I mean I'm a barber. That's my job. On a on a regular full time I work in a barber shop. Um I play I play football. I play semi pro football. What does semi pro uh, football mean? Does that mean well, you get paid? Basically, Nah, you, you ain't get paid. <laughs> There's a fancy way of saying senior football, but you know, I ain't trying to senior, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I play I play football. I also play basketball, man, a couple leagues, bro. Like, you know, recreational sports, but most of my focus other than the music. Um, yeah, man, goes towards cutting hair, man. Like, I'm, I'm a full-time barber, saving people's hairlines every day. Yeah, I respect that heavy. So two questions. One is from Ismail in the comments. Do you have funny discussions with clients? Oh fuck, man! Like I, I'm not just a barber. I'm a how you call it? Like a, a, a psychiatrist, bro. Like I, I hear about dudes going through divorces. I hear about dudes' wives cheating on them. I hear about funny stories with kids. Like the the the, the possibilities are endless, bro. Like, I never know what I'm going to see in the barbershop, but it's always lit, bro. It's always a good time. I got stories on stories about the barbershop, bro. <laughs> so, so what I understand is you get to listen to a lot of gossip. Oh, yeah, all the time, bro. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. And from both sides. The funniest is when there's a man and a woman in there, and they both talk a shit about each other's sex, you know? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's that that that's like watching fucking Donald Trump, Joe Biden going at it, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. I the one thing I realized doing these interviews is how much dudes love gossip. Yeah. I mean, in the barbershop, bro, it's you can't avoid it, bro. You you almost have to like you almost like in in terms of being a barber, you almost always have to be like a, on a neutral kind of platform for like certain things because like if you kind of put your emotions into it like every day you'll get pissed off guarantee you know what i mean like like you'll guarantee you just get pissed off like obviously if it gets too much for me i'm like hey bro like you know what i mean like you don't have to shut the fuck up you know what i mean like you get you're getting a little too ahead of yourself but nah man it's it's it's, it's crazy there's there's always gossip constantly 24 7 all right so the other side of the question is is being in a barber shop slash a recreational sports dude a good way to promote music? Because my life has me in my room a lot, which is terrible for meeting new people, which is terrible for promoting my new music to people organically. 
Right. Honestly, yeah, bro. Like a lot of a lot of like my clients, um, who like especially the younger generation, like they'll follow me on Instagram and then oh fuck, like you know, like I have a clip up of like you know stress free or quarantine flows or do or die or whatever the video is at that time, and then they realize like oh crap, like yo, he's a rapper. What the hell? Like literally, if you go on my on my gram, bro, and like there's a post where it. Like, there's a person that writes, like, what the fuck? Like, this is my barber. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, it's like, whole crap. Like, this guy does music. And then, like, I'll post, like, a maybe, like, a story, whatever, of, like, me playing football. And then people find that out. But sometimes it comes up just in conversations, like, in the barbershop, too, where, like, people are like, yo, like, is this the only thing that you do? Or, like, you have, you know, what do you do, like, in, as your hobbies or whatever? Or what do you do, like, other than this? And, like, that comes up. Uh, my my head coach probably bumps my music every day, like honestly, like he he, like he messages me and he's like, bro, like he's on it, bro. Like every time I release something, like he'll send me the link and be like, yo, this is crazy, bro. Like I rock with this shit. Like this shit is crazy, and like a lot of the players on my team too, like they they listen to my stuff. So it's like a, a great way to network without like deliberately networking. Like I don't have to go and tell them like, yo, bro, like this is my new song here, you know, like. They'll, they'll find out on their own time, you know? But it's cool. It's it's really cool. Yo, I get that because you ingratiate into the community and because they all want to check the gram to see if they're in the next gram. <laughs> That's it, bro. That's the fact <laughs> is, let's be fucking real. Or, like, I know for a fact if I'm in a park with a cool man, Logan, more people are going to watch the next story for the next day to see what happens next than if I'm sitting Facts. in my room by myself. <laughs> Yo, big fact, bro. They always want to see what's up, bro. <laughs> um, nah, it's blessed stills. Uh, it's a good lesson in that. Um, so when is your next stuff gonna drop? Uh, well, I mean, I will, I will let the cat out the bag. Me and Deuce are uh, shooting a music video, um, right now, uh, for a track that's gonna be actually on my EP. I'm gonna run with that as a single off the whole EP. Um. But I'm I'm working on that right now, and uh, as soon as it's done, bro, that shit's gonna be out because the track itself is just bonkers, and like the video is gonna be gonna be real crazy, bro. How do you plot out a video? Tell us a bit about your video making process. Um, honestly, bro, like it it all starts with with a beat, right? Like before even like visualizing things in my mind that I want to do in the video. Like, it, it starts with a beat that brings me to a certain place, which gets me to write it, right? So it's a vibe that I'm in, but it it's more or less, like, it's it, for me, it's a vibe, you know? Like, what, like, what vibe would suit what I'm saying or, you know what I mean? Like, what, what can I put in a video that relates to what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, there, especially in times like these, it's very hard to, like, like be literal and in, in the sense of like if i'm talking about god i'm gonna go to a church because you can't you know what i mean like but I, I really try and set moods with with the videos like quarantine flows it was very dark very eerie you know what i mean like it it, it was like it was more like to suit the vibe and, and to what i'm saying but mo most of all like i i figure out where i'm gonna shoot but it's the way i deliver it for me that counts 
like I go all out, bro. And and like what I'm saying is really what I'm what I'm believing, and it's coming from my soul. You know what I mean? So like I, I go hard in this shit, and like try and make the 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 background almost fall into it. You know what I mean? Correlate with what I'm saying, bro. And like that that's mostly important for me. But like once I'm able to, once once everyone's able to, you know, free up and like actually get to places like i have some pretty crazy shit planned but everything that i do bro it has a a, a very like a very whole message in it like it's, it's a very direct message and uh once i'm able to like actually you know get to places to actually like do things that will really show you what i'm saying like you i'll be able to see and show everybody that but for now it's it's really vibes and like trying to match moods, you know, like really thinking of a place in mind, match the mood, and yeah, man, just go hard, go hard in the performance aspect of it. All right, I got at least one more question that Duscrad said I should ask people. All right, who are your top five Montreal people, but you can't <laughs> include Canada and the people you work with? Um, uh, my top five artists. Uh, it's gonna be number one for me is Skyfall. Like he's a he's a younger artist, bro, and like this dude is just like he's a, he's insane, bro. Like in insane. Um, so he's definitely, definitely, definitely on on the top of uh of my list. Um, I mean I I didn't really work with my with my big cuz, so I gotta put him in there, like. His, he switched his name now. He's not Mills no more. He's, his name is February Cold. So he's he's yeah, definitely that's good to know because I don't know how to Google people no more. <laughs> uh, nah, he's he's definitely in there. There's another artist named Kaz. Um, he's actually my current engineer right now. Um, that I really 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 rock with him. Uh, I gotta put Chemo Soul in there just be, for the um, for the R and B aspect of everything. Like he's an old soul; he does a lot of R and B, and I, I I fucks with him a lot. I listen to a lot of his content too. Um, the fifth is 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 tough, man. Like I don't know if I could really come up with a with a with a five like that because I'm I'm very particular in in what I listen to and the vibe that I listen to, and. I probably don't know enough artists to even put in a five. <laughs> Yo, there's a lot of artists in the city, man. I have this there playlist. There is, bro. There is. Like an 11 and a half hour playlist of Montreal music, and it's mostly like two songs, three songs max per artist. Facts. And it, it's a lot. Like, it's. I don't necessarily think I'd bump all of it, but it's all good. Like, objectively, yeah. it's all well made nice sounding music and that's like fucking blessed to me but uh i appreciate how hard it is to make that list because cy asked me and i was like that's a hard question to answer and then you're like Yo, on the spot it is, on camera it is. and shit it is i actually listen to cy too bro i fuck with him a lot too man like i listen to a lot of his stuff as well like honestly you know what like, i mean like his ad lib game is some of my favorite ad libs <laughs> in the city. Like it's something that like I didn't appreciate when I was younger, but I almost look forward to when you like money and you're like, <laughs> I can't do what he's doing. Or he'll have like his French Montana sound that he makes, like the one that yeah. like sounds, or like a few <laughs> others, and they're just like, 
you don't even care as much. For, and I don't mean it like his bars aren't, aren't whatever, but you almost don't care as much because you're almost excited for the Mad Libs coming through on a CY verse. That's my favorite part. Yeah. No, I, I, I rock with his music, bro. He, he's definitely doing his thing, bro. That whole clique is actually doing their thing, bro. It's nice, man. I think but yeah, bro, to, to come up with a to come up with a fifth, that's tough, man. Honestly, because I still I still personally, in terms of like Montreal artists outside of the shore, even and like the downtown region, I have a lot to learn still, bro. I can't even cap. I can't even cap. I used to listen to a, a lot of a lot of K bands. If, if it, I, I don't think I would put them in my five, bro. Honestly, but in terms of like listening, I, I listen to a lot of K bands too. Yeah, it's tough that you can still come up with answers. That's a good thing, you know. Yeah, for That's, sure. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to ask at this point. To be honest with you, I don't know if anyone else in the audience has questions for you. Do you have any like found things you want to say to the people? Bro, honestly, bro, like, I mean, maybe not to the people, but in terms of like you, man, like, I really appreciate you like having me on here, man, like. It's really my first, like, first interview ever, really. Being able to, like, tell people my experiences and my story, bro. And it, it's, like, you don't even know. Like, it's a weight off my shoulders personally. And, like, I, I just really appreciate it, bro. Like, it was it was fun, bro. It's, it's dope. And, like, I, I, I just, I fucks with the vibes, bro. Like, cool peoples. And, like, I guess to, to everyone that's in here, bro, like, I appreciate everybody tuning in, too, man. Like, just listening and hearing what i gotta say and 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 hearing my perspectives and point of views bro like it's it's humbling you know what i mean like i, I really i really I, I thank everybody and i i thank you bro for real i mean for me it's like <laughs> yo what up Merker? like uh I'm gonna try oh to shit yo what up cali shit i'm trying to be at his house at like six in the morning tomorrow no lie because for real Yo, my next mixtape is called Yo Merker. I found these in my emails because he emailed me five beats. And then he's like, you can't mix them. It was his subtext. <laughs> and then uh, I'm able to be like, because I'm off this week. Yo, when you said you was late, it was like, I'm like, I don't work tomorrow. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's okay. So like, yo, six in the morning, I don't know if I'm going to pull that off. We'll see how six in the morning me feels. It might be more like a seven in the morning pull up. <laughs> <laughs> But yo, if Merck is gonna touch your shit, you kinda wanna be in the lab and see what he's doing. He's gonna be an engineer school guy. Also, yeah, Copper Merker Music Beak Pat. He's selling them shits. Um, hey, bro, like, big shout out to Merker, actually, because I was telling you about, like, the first time I ever recorded it, or with Mills in the studio, it was at Merker's studio still. So big ups to Merker word. always, though. Yeah, bro, big ups, man. Like, Merker's, yeah. Merker's seen my growth and everything like that over, over the years, bro, for real, for real. Honestly, yeah, man. Merker seems to be like in one of those background guys that a lot of people he's touched. I mean, you just have to go look at his Facebook page with the Wall of Legends that's recorded at his shit. And y'all can yep. afford Merker. So if you need a place to go report, go check out the Murky Poo. That's Yo, what I have to my Facebook message chat with him. I call him Murky Poo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's always all love for Merker, man. That is another mentor I had when I was young up until present day, bro, for real. And. I, I fucks with Merker's music too, like heavy, bro. When, when Yo, we me talking too. about messages. Yo, Merker's yeah. like fucking last two projects. Like, yo, it's five track thing, long night or whatever. Long night. Yeah. Bro, like, 
I don't think I heard a lot of rappers speak on shit that related to my journey so specifically. Right. You know, like, and that was cool. Because, like, a lot of people talk about a lot of things that, come the fuck on, I didn't go through any of that shit, bro. It's all perfect. It's all, like, I heard your stories type thing. Yeah. But, like, Merka dropping in. Yo, bro, all my bills are paid? Shit. That's a (laughs) banger right there. You know, I I know that feeling. And then the song about his woman and shit, I'm like, bro, Merka be spitting it all, like, in language I understand. For real, bro. Tangible stuff, bro. Like, that's 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 a real that's a real dude, transparent dude, bro. Like he'll keep it real with you hundred percent, bro. He'll diss he'll you on your mixtape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout man. out Marker. He's hilarious. He's out of fucks with him, heavy man. Yo, same bro. Fuck. I'm I'm actually due to go over there, no cap. I'm due to go back back in that stew, bro. Yeah, you're making me feel like I gotta wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's worth it though. Like in life, if you want something and you go do it, it's good. Definitely not six, but somewhere in that range of the early. <laughs> Yo, for real, but I can't. I can't lie. I don't think I ever touched a stew that early, bro. <laughs> I went to Merker's crib one because yo Merker decided like straight up to go into my my his whole like open hours because he has a contract with his kid and he's being dad of the year and shit and so he's got to abide by this. It was like nine to five or six Monday to Friday. I'm like motherfucker, are you kidding me? That's when I work. Yeah. Right? That's just it. And I'm like okay. And then he's like so six something in the morning. So I actually cycled to his crib one time because I wanted to meet him. Right, right, right. Met the dude, and it was like seven twenty in the morning, right before work, and we did a thing that I shouldn't say because it was right before work, and then you know went about the day and came <laughs> back, and then I was back at the crib by like eight thirty, eight forty five or whatever, ready for yeah. work, locked in. And I'm like, that was a good morning. I enjoyed it yeah. a lot. It was like cool seeing Merker's <laughs> crib. I want Merker. I want access to Merker's library of fucking music and like Merker. Yo, Merker, we need to get on some fucking, like, you want me to do reviews of people? That old school Montreal shit? We could, like, look into looking at all that shit in Merker's catalog that nobody's ever fucking heard. Because it's in Merker's fucking CDs. Yeah, bro. And his catalog is huge, bro. For real, for real. Like, wait, he has gems, bro. Like, I was just telling him the other day, like, it was his birthday, and I told him, bro, like, yo, I appreciate you, bro, and, like, Mercus said words and songs that I live by to this day, bro, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna lie, bro, like, he's, yeah. he's, he's dope, man. Yeah, I'm glad Mercus popped up, and we could just talk about how dope Mercus is for a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, honestly, again, I appreciate you coming through, I appreciate everybody that watched this for real reals. I appreciate you too, Tizzy Fields. Like I appreciate people in general who are willing to to dedicate their life to anything. I don't know how else yeah, to put it. It's like a it's like a it's a big deal, right? Like to actually put that much time into it. But for me, it's all about the missions and the causes and the rest of it's just mannerisms and tools of expression and shit. So I fucks with anybody that can like Live by a cause like that, and the fact that you're making it about that, you know, that's some leadership. That's dope to yeah, see bro. personally, you know. <clears throat> appreciate it, bro. For real, for real. Appreciate it, man. So, like, I'm glad you came and shared your story. You made me care a lot more about your future music than I. Not that I didn't care, but you made me care a lot more about your future music. And, yeah. Um, 
Appreciate it, bro. Honestly, it was a good it was a good time. Yeah. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching in the future. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Make sure yes, you sir. Tizzy Fields' links is all down below so he doesn't have to say it. Y'all can come through and just click on it, follow and support and all that good shit. Um, but yeah, so on that note, y'all, it was super great having you. Again, live long and prosper, everyone. And again, thank you to all the people in the chats. Because, yo, when you guys in the chats make it like super litty like this, it's a much more fun experience is all I'm saying. Thank you.